Now I'm recording. Um, so, standing postures. Um, these are related to your first chakra. So these are related to Muladhara chakra. They're related to your legs and your feet and your ankles and your arches. And it's um, the idea with standing postures is summed up in some of the expressions that we have around standing. So, um, you know, uh, at some point you will want to be able to what, stand on your own two feet. You know, you'll have somebody uh, offer you some financial assistance and, and you'll be too proud to take it. You'll say to yourself, I can stand on my own two feet. If you feel as though you can't stand on your own two feet, someone will offer you financial assistance and you will go, thank God, it's about time. <laughs> Why has no one been helping me more, you know? Uh, but at some point you'll feel you don't want that. You don't want that assistance. Uh, you will want to get your feet wet. And getting your feet wet means getting more experience. Um, getting more experience, getting your feet wet, that means being able to stand on your own two feet in a variety of situations. Uh, being able to stand on your own two feet in situations that aren't ideal. Uh, so um, you will at some point want to know where somebody stands on something. You know, you'll, you'll, you will want to take a stand. You'll take a stand, somebody will challenge you, and you'll need to stand strong. Um, that's all I got in terms of standing sayings. But, but they all relate to your ability to, to stabilize yourself. Right? They, all, they all relate to your ability to uh, connect more to the earth, right? to become more grounded uh, and more structurally sound. So this is what standing postures work on, is your ability to become a solid structure, to have a solid foundation, to become more immovable, really, um, and to, to move from that immovability. So the standing postures all start with mountain pose. There's nothing that's more stable than a mountain on the earth. And that's because a mountain is the earth. Right? It's not like somebody took a mountain and plunked it down on top of the ground. You know, you, that expression, oh, I love the expressions today, uh, to move mountains. The reason why that's so freaking hard is that you can't just pick them up. They're, they're attached. You know, they're, they're all tectonic and whatnot. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've said today. <laughs> but, you know, they, they literally, when they, they appear to sort of come up off of the ground. But they're not, they're not, they're a part of the ground. And so even though, like you, they're extending up and away from the earth, that their, their roots actually lie much deeper than that in the earth. So you as an individual, you rise up, right? And you're like on top of the earth, apparently. But your roots go much deeper than that. Um, your roots, you know, you have um, ancestors. You know, you, you come from somewhere. Um, and, and, and your ancestors and you literally came from the earth um, and, and your ancestors have gone back probably they're in the earth now and so like a mountain you actually do come from the earth like a mountain it's very very hard to move you at least it should be if those roots if that structural support isn't intact you become very manipulatable it's very easy for people to screw with you. 
Now, if you're in mountain pose, right, that's like you, you'll learn just standing, basically. It's a, it's a standing posture with your feet together and your arms by your side. If you're in mountain pose, you might find, okay, here I've got some stability. But what we do with standing postures is we start introducing vulnerability. We start introducing change and modification. So we go from mountain pose to, say, tree pose. Trees aren't as stable as mountains. Trees fall over all the time. When the wind blows, trees blow back and forth, right? They rock. Um, and so a tree needs to be able to maintain its structure, right, to keep the roots going down. And yet at the same time, still extend up, right? Still go up and sort of like, you know, move and sort of flow uh, with life as it changes. So you need, to, you need to start challenging your ability to stay grounded and stay strong. Um, a lot of the standing postures are uh, coming from angles. There's triangle and side angle, revolved side angle. These postures start introducing different angles. So there's like this geometrical component to them where you're putting your body into different positions, different geometrical positions, and learning to reconnect and get grounded and stay strong, even when you're in some positions that are actually really quite awkward and quite uncomfortable. Um, and the idea is to really maintain that structure, maintain that um, rootedness. Now, there's really two actions that happen in standing postures. The one which I've been talking about is like, Basically, it's energy that moves down. It's grounding. Uh, and it's connecting. The other, and this is more like tree pose and like triangle pose and stuff like that, is energy that it comes up and sort of stretches out and expands. And so you're dealing with these two really primordial energies of life. There's energy that goes out and energy that comes back in. I always think of when I talk about this stuff like... Um, it's a book that I've never read before, but I imagine if I read it, it would say something about this. It's just <laughs> no one's ever read it. Everyone has it on their bookshelf. It's called A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. Everyone has that book, or everyone knows about the book. Uh, no? Okay, never mind. Not everyone has it. Apparently, I'm the only one that bought it and never read it. Um, but it's, it's about uh, the history of the cosmos, of the universe. Um, and the history of uh, solar systems and, and how, you know, at one point there was like this little ball of energy and then it went kaboom. It was a really big kaboom. You might call <laughs> never mind. Uh, but you had this big bang and that little ball of energy went poof, outward like this way and it's still going outward. At least we think it is, right, as far as our, what are those people called? astrophysicists or something like that. As far as these people can tell, we're actually still expanding out. And Stephen Hawking figures at some point we'll stop expanding and start coming back in again. Um, like a star does. Um, a star expand, like our sun right now is expanding. It's stretching out. Do you know this? It's getting bigger. Eventually it's going to kill us. Yeah. So it's not for a long time. Uh, but eventually it'll get so big and so hot that it'll actually scorch the earth. Uh, and then after it expands out to a certain point, it goes like kaboom and kind of collapses in on itself. And it becomes a, um, oh, man, a white dwarf. 
something like that. My, my astronomy is even worse than my astrology. Um, so it, it collapses in on itself. When it becomes a white dwarf, um, all of that energy that was like expanded way, way out is now collapsed into this tiny little ball. So it's extremely dense. It has a lot of gravity at that point, And it starts actually pulling the other planets in towards it. If a star is big enough, and our, our sun is not, we think, but there are suns that are much, much bigger than our suns. When those ones, oh, it's called a supernova. When they go supernova, when they go like kablam, like that, and then they start pulling back in, there's so much matter there. It's so dense that it actually, instead of a white dwarf, it like, why am I talking about this? Because it's interesting to me. Um, <laughs> instead of a white dwarf, it actually compacts so much that it becomes empty which is really hard to wrap your head around, but actually becomes a black hole. Um, and then it starts pulling all the planets in the solar system towards it and actually absorbing it. Um, so it's like in the, in the universe, we have these energies of expansion and contraction. They're there, right? And we are, you know that Joni Mitchell song, We Are Stardust. Like we are it. We're, we're not different. We're made of the exact same material as everything else in the solar system. It all came from the same place. So it makes perfect sense then that we actually follow the same cycles as everything else in the universe. So we follow those patterns of expansion and contraction. Of course we do. I mean, you start really small, and then you grow, and you get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you stop. And then what happens? You shrink, and you go smaller and smaller and smaller until you freaking disappear. Poof, you're gone eventually. Well, you just turn into tiny little dust things. First, there's worms. Um, and, then, and then eventually, you'll actually start to grow again. You know, like literally, you get into the earth, and like some roots come down, and there's like a little piece of you, <laughs> and the root absorbs you, and you like become a freaking carrot. You know? <laughs> and then a squirrel nibbles on the carrot, and then, like, a. What happens? I don't know. Like a, a car runs over the squirrel, and a crow eats it, and then a bear eats the crow, and then, and then some dude kills the bear, and then he eats the bear, and then now you're it. You're that dude that ate the bear. You cruel bastard. <laughs> Leave that poor bear alone. I don't even know what you were thinking. Anyway, um, that was a big, long tangent, wasn't it? <laughs> big and unnecessary. But um, the idea is we have these energies, and standing postures help us to actually harness some of those energies um, so you can actually feel them for yourself, and you can embody them so you can make them more... You know, this is about reconnecting to the earth and reconnecting to sort of natural cycles. I think that our idea, our sense of the natural cycles in our lives are really screwed up. I think that uh, electricity, like light and heating um, and, 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 and medications too, like um, uh, caffeine, like drugs, caffeine and alcohol and uh, painkillers, and uh, uh, sleep medications, um, sedatives. I think all of these things have really, over the course of the past hundred years or so, 
taken us quite far from a sense of sort of the natural sort of cyclical energies in life uh, and how really we're constantly expanding and contracting. There's these phases of our life that are about growth where things are getting better and like we're like literally sort of taking up new space. And those times in our life typically we're like, yeah, this is awesome. I love this. And we actually think that that should continue, right? I mean, if you look at the stock market now, it's like we actually think that like this growth and expansion should freaking happen forever. Well, that's ridiculous because it can't, man. There's only so much nitrogen in the world. There's only so much oxygen. There's only so many trees. But you can't just keep going forever. Of course, you have a period of expansion and then a period of contraction where things come back down. Right now, we look at periods of contraction as bad things. So depression, for example, we look at it as a problem. Like it's a really, really bad thing to be depressed. Why should that be such a bad thing, man? Why can't you just be like, yeah, depressed? Cycles, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm depressed. I'm bummed out. It's not going to last forever. Right? I had a period of life there where I was really doing a lot and expanding, and now I'm having a period of life where I just stay in my basement. And that will probably change, and I'll go out again. Um, you know, uh, right now, we're in, are we in a recession? I don't even know if we are or not. I'm so freaking confused about this economic... I don't understand what's happening. But I, I think maybe we're in a recession, except Saskatchewan isn't, because we're an I economic island of opportunity. I don't know what the hell. I'm so confused. <laughs> but, um, you know, people look at a recession like, oh, no, it's so bad. This is so awful that our economy is actually shrinking instead of growing. It's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane that, you know, it's as though, you know what happens if you expand too much, if you take up too much space personally, what happens to you as a person, right? If you, if you get your, you know, you, you get fingers in too many pots, you're like, you're, you're overreaching yourself. You're sort of doing too much, not enough rest, not enough time to yourself. You're constantly out, constantly doing things. What happens to you? Yeah, you crash, man. You burn out. Uh, if you expand too much, you disintegrate you fall apart, right? So you have to expand a little and then contract, reintegrate, come back together, and then expand again. And when you learn to do this on a physical level, that sets up the structure, that sets up the support network, the foundation for you to start to do that on an emotional level, on an intellectual level, on a psychological level, and on a, I hope, global level, right, where we can learn to start doing this more intelligently as a species, because right now we seem to be doing a really shitty job of it. It's kind of a bummer note to end on, wasn't it? Um, yay, we're <laughs> um, things are getting better, because we're doing it, we be the change. Yeah. Better? <laughs> Gandhi, I don't know, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that's going to require an edit.